subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Thank you for taking some time to join us here in Vancouver, Canada. Well, I am excited. I'm originally from Washington State. So oh, nice. Okay. Vancouver was a, a destination that when you turn 19, <laughs> you zip up there. <laughs> yes, just a couple years quicker, right? Yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. I love your Twitter bio, by the way. Author, certified mediator, TV host, former almost supermodel, conservative. What eats up most of your time day to day? Well, you know, for promoting my book and Alzheimer's, I, I do a lot of speeches about um, Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah. And, you know, since writing the book. And I do spend a lot of time doing that. But mediation is my job. And that's what we do. And that is very unique. If you know anything about mediation, I'll be willing to share whatever. Mm. Boring. But, mm. you know, and save yourself a bunch of money from going to court. <laughs> and the mediation cases are nuts. People will fight and spend thousands of dollars over grandma's stupid $5 clock. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how long did it take for you to write Daughters of Dementia? Three weeks. That's it? No way. I did it um, like, you know, stream of consciousness. And then what I did was I we went back and would just, you know, do my own editing. Right. And sent it to, I self-published, so I just sent it off to, you know, Amazon. And, you know, I had my son take a picture of my sister and I. So, Three yeah, weeks. But the book has my... done really well. In yeah. fact, one of my events I went to, there was like 100 people there. So I bought 100 books. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing that people would say, oh, I'm buying 10, I'm buying 20. It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. as a, I'm curious, from everything that you're in the Twitter bio, as a little kid growing up, what did you aspire to be? I uh, I grew up poor. We grew up on welfare. Uh, there was just my brother and I. My parents were divorced. And I had that uh, crazy, wackadoo Christian mom that anyone that would listen to her, she would just, Basically, she was like that guy standing on the corner saying, like, either you're going to hell or all you need is Jesus. Right. Okay. So I grew up kind of anti-religious because, you know, having to endure having, you know, the crazy mom in the neighborhood. Right. They would just be speaking in tongues randomly. (laughs) I was just like, oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was kind of my my world growing up. So my aspirations as a young person was just to get out of the house. You know, I mean, you grow up poor. You when you graduate, like from high school, the rich kids got to watch. You know, and, and we got we got nothing. You know, so you know, and get kicked out of the house. I mean, that's just kind of normal. Go get a job. Mm. You know, anywhere. So I worked at Taco Bell. How old were you when you started to do the modeling? I was 17, 16, 17. And I aspired to be a model, but that, that was when I was a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. And a sophomore, you're like 15. And I was under five foot. So it was one of those things that was like, you know, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean. I might as well have aspired to be an astronaut, you know? I yeah. mean, the the five foot supermodel. Not 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 very often. 
Yeah, yeah. So it was under five foot, and I just, I, I don't know how else to say it, but I just willed myself to get tall, and within six months, I grew about seven inches, and I looked like completely ridiculous. I looked like a praying mantis, but then I, I fell out, and I was able, I able to model. So, right. um, yeah, and modeling, when I say almost, you know, supermodel, yeah. The, the supermodels are the ones that sleep with the photographers. Sorry, I mean, it's just the truth. Mm. You know, and you get to be a supermodel. And if you're someone like me that said, you know, I'm going to go to Europe and I'm going to model, but I'm going to, you know, stick to, you know, just my own moral compass just within my own head. It wasn't like necessarily a religious standpoint. Um, you become what's called a bread and butter girl. And what that means is, you work as a model. You don't have to have another job to supplement your income. You'll do catalog. You'll be this, but you're certainly not going to be famous. So, mm. you know, when I say almost, I mean, I did do a few covers, and I could have gone that direction, but I wasn't going to be, you know, sleeping around. And photographers, one thing about the modeling industry, very much like Weinstein, very similar to that, where if you do actually sleep with them, you will get the job. So, because if you didn't, then no one would sleep with them. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, in the modeling industry, that's just how it was. And you could just pick out all the girls. Wow. You know, they'd go sleep with them. And in the news recently, which I find really interesting, is that Epstein, you know, had a modeling agency that was set up for him. And I actually remember that agency. Really? And these girls would go off to usually a Middle Eastern country mm -hmm. for the weekend, come back with $20,000 American dollars. Wow. Yeah, and that was just sort of, you know, normal. And then there was a bread and butter girls like me. My agency actually never really even asked me to do that because they, they just knew well, yeah. that it was that. That wasn't good. You know, I just didn't have that kind of temperament, that personality. To me, it was like, just give me some jobs. Right. You know, I just want to work. So, so yeah. So that's kind of I'm maybe a little self-deprecating. I'm just that, that that was supposed to be funny. I don't know if anyone took takes it as being funny. Almost, you know, <laughs> former almost supermodel. <laughs> yeah. Well, but why did you stop modeling? I actually opened up a modeling agency. Oh. Because I have always had like a business sense, and I'm always like a practical person. And I thought, okay, you know, I did it. I know enough about the industry, but I always wanted to do the other side. That was more, and that was more rewarding. Mm. Even to this day, I have parents, because I, got, I, I first started a children's modeling agency, that will still write to me and say, you, thank you so much because of the modeling jobs that you got for my children or the TV commercials you got, they paid for their entire college. Wow. You know, and now this is what they're doing. They're, you know, running this corporation or that corporation. So, you know, I mean, to me, that was rewarding besides, you know, making money, yeah. you know, right. at, at the same time. And, and then when I was a little older, I didn't, I did not miss it. I didn't miss it hmm. at all. You know, actually modeling myself. Um, it didn't bother me. I did a few little things. If somebody asked me, you know, will you be in this brochure or do something? One time I did a show for a friend that was in a bar, mm. and there were a couple of my associate models, and they said, well, you're scraping the bottom of the modeling bill. And I said, not only that, I'm doing it for free. Ah, you know? <laughs> nice. 
screw you. You know, I can do whatever I want. I don't even care what you think of me. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was sort of my, my mom. And I sold that agency. You know, I ran it for like 10 years. Then I started doing beauty pageants. I ran the national uh, beauty pageant. Hmm. Um, and that was really interesting because beauty pageant that I ran, it was 50% interview, meaning the gals that I got were, you know, they were pretty, but they had that, that brains. And I can tell you, I had some um, senators that entered it. I had a lot of feminists that entered the pageant. It was called Miss U.S. Continental. Hmm. And the, these feminists would enter it thinking that they were going to be the ones that, you know, to call it out. And they loved it. They had a ball. <laughs> they had a ball doing it, so, you know. Kind of did that. I think that I'm not that interested in pageants anymore because now it's so political. Right. What are the politics like there up in uh, Vancouver? What are our politics? In which yeah, I mean, like, like, what's the general feeling? I mean, are people more conservative? Or are they more like if you were to compare it to America? I'd say pretty liberal. Okay. And, no, and I mean, you believe that everyone in general seems happy? So we see, our news, yeah. you have to keep in mind, my news here is that, that Canada has gone bonkers. Right. Okay, so that's what, that's what we get. So that's why I just, you know, just wanted to ask you. I, I don't I know. Mean, I mean, are you, have you guys gone bonkers? I don't think we've gone bonkers, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think that it, it's just kind of, you know, like the uh, Canada and the States, great place to live. Overall, okay. the government is pretty solid. Like you couldn't really mess it up if, even if you went to the other, like same Republicans and Democrats in the in the states, both sides, people are going to argue about this and that. You know what I mean? Like our, our countries are fine. It doesn't matter who's running it. It's going to be fine. So, okay. I, well, I, people consider me a freak um, right at this point, like in America, because I'm a conservative, and just being a conservative, it's the first time right. in in ever where I'll have friends that, you know, don't want to be my friend because they're like, what you really? believe? And I said, well, really? you know what? I don't care. I'm not, I, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much a centrist in real life. I was married to a Democrat right. for 20 years. All of my children are liberals and we get but where we truly are. Like we are talking about, like in the center, we're saying the same thing. You're saying a little bit differently. Right. Absolutely. I mean, uh, the way I look at it, in your case, if somebody were to say to me, oh, I don't like your political views, dude, there's the door. Like, honestly, there's the door. Don't let it hit you on the way out. I don't care. <laughs> it, it, like, really? It's just one part of your life. That's one point of view. Yeah. It's odd. Interesting. Odd. Well, I do these shows. I do a show once a week, um, and it's called Majestice. And this this particular show, it, it's a show very similar to yours, except that it's not similar at all. Because there's no entertainment, there's no sports, there's no, I mean, it's just, Oh, we're getting to that. We'll eventually get Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> no entertainment, no sports, but this show is not justice and we go over court cases, and so I've been mm. sort of slammed a lot lately that I'm just some, some crazy, crazy woman. But I can tell you something. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I mean, I have, uh, you know, I'm in touch with a lot of the people with either the DOJ, the Department of Justice, a high-profile a conservative high profile, you know, liberals, you know, Democrats. And I would say that, um, that almost all of them have sent me like inappropriate pictures of themselves. No. Oh, did I they mean, just pass a law in this, in, uh, in Texas? I think that it's, 
It's illegal to text or tweet inappropriate. Oh, no, 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 no. I have, uh, uh, like, the nastiest text messages on top of, and if you look at the, the time, my, my line, I have no response to it. No response. Um, I had promised to do, you know, a couple shows, like a couple more times, so I honored, you know, what my promise was. I made, there was no, no response to me, but vile. And I think to myself, you know, you're in the, Let's. I'll just throw out, like, let's say a three, you know, an acronym that has three letters, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone who works for that. But why would you send this to me? Because I could, could wh- wh- now I have it. Now you, you're very lucky that I'm not the type of female that's going to go expose you. Right. But, but you don't even know me. You, you dove right into sending me the dick pic within oh, knowing God. you for two weeks, you know, three weeks. Terrible. Oh, my God, Todd. There was one kid on Facebook that sent me. He was probably 15 or 16. He sent me his little dick pic, and it was, like, pitiful. And he's the only one I actually really responded to. I I went to his his Facebook, found out who his parents were, his siblings, because, and I wrote to him, and I said, hey, stop doing this. We don't like it. I know who your mom is. You do this to one other woman. I'm going to tell on you and tell your mom. And he wrote back, I am so sorry. I promise I will never do this again. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so amazing. hopefully I saved somebody. Probably not. But, oh, it's you know. amazing guys do that. Like, what are you doing? Well, especially high-profile people. Yeah. Where, and to people they don't know. I did not know these people all that well. I've never met them in person put it that way. I mean, there was no relationship. Wow. And then to send this to me, and I, I have a collection. You know? <laughs> so. Man. I'm, yeah. spe- I'm speechless, honestly. Incredible. Yeah, not everybody. I mean, most I people just say, oh, you're pretty, will you marry me? It's like, uh, no, I don't know you. Yeah. Or, my second favorite is some guy will write to me that I don't know. I mean, there's thousands of people that, that follow me. And then I, I won't respond, and they'll go, oh, well, you think you're so special. You're not, like, responding. You don't. It's like, no, I don't think I'm special, but like, I just don't know you. I mean, I'm thinking this in my head. I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm not going to marry you. <laughs> right. That's not happening. All right, Leslie, let's let's get to know you a little bit more here and, uh, and find out if you're marriage material. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe you said that. I, I say that all the time about people. Is this person marriage material? <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Okay, so what was the music like in your house as a kid growing up? Like, which bands were your parents playing? Okay, my parents played the Rolling Stones. Yes. They were a product of the 60s. So when they were younger, like when they were in. Um, in like junior high, which by the way, I went to the same junior high as my parents and my grandparents wow. and their parents. Wow. <laughs> and my husband and my husband's parents and you know, okay. So it was the Rolling Stones twenty four seven. Awesome. Yeah. Can't go wrong with mm-hmm. that though. So what was your first concert that you attended? I went to see Elton John. I was 12 years old. Wow. He came to Seattle, Washington. That had to have been awesome. It had to blow your mind. Okay, I'm 12. I didn't even know who it was, and I was amazed. It was like, who? Yeah. I, I just couldn't believe that I was seeing somebody that I had heard the music. 
but I didn't really even like have a face because I'm just like a little kid and I was just completely utterly amazed because it was, it was an incredible concert and the person who played before was, um, oh gosh, I mean the band's really popular now. They made a, you know the movie Armageddon. They did the theme song to that. Armageddon. Tyler, so and so is the lead oh, singer. Oh, Aerosmith. Yeah, Aerosmith played before. Wow, Aerosmith. And I remember being twelve, young. thinking, "Oh my God, he is so gorgeous." I'm like madly in love. Setting the bar dot com. That's a huge first show. Mm-hmm. Wow. What are you currently binge watching? And Ancient Aliens, um, I've gone through every single one, and now I just started today, this morning at 4 a.m., um, episode one. <laughs> okay. I'm obsessed with Ancient Aliens, and then last week, I was binge-watching watching B-movies. Any kind of horror flick thriller that is a B-movie, it cannot be... Right. I mean, yeah, I do like sci-fi, the, the, the newer sci-fis, but anything that's, that's, that's just ridiculous. Hmm. I mean, I watched a, a, a Boris um, one yesterday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And at the end, I mean, they were stealing all these brides' bodies, and at the end, they were all laughing because, you know, they killed them. Like, ah, oh. and that's something really... And I just thought, it was such a beautiful... I love looking at... I look at other things. I don't know if you do this, but I look at continuity. Mm, of course. And I can't help myself. Um, I just, you know, okay, they did this scene. Okay, well, now the lighting is totally different. Okay, her necklace is over the side. Um, you know, how they probably shot things out of order. I just, I love any show I watch. I'm always looking at continuity mm. just to see all the boo-boos because I like, I don't know why I like that. But uh, So I went through my whole phase of watching B movies. They couldn't be good ones. They had to be old, like 1960s, 1940s, okay. even the black and white, of course. You know, Vincent Price, I think I went through a phase where I watched every single one of his movies. And now I'm back to Ancient Aliens because I'm just completely... Um, intrigued because I just I do believe our world is just a little bit bigger if you mm-hmm. if it be known what so, do you think uh well I was actually going to ask you do you do you believe that aliens have visited them yeah, of course of course I, I think and if you a- want to look at it from a biblical standpoint or you know from from people that you know on you know they think that we're the center they thought our world was flat they thought we were the center of the universe we mm-hmm. find out that all these things aren't true but I look at it as a great insult to God to think that he would take, you know, one itty-bitty little tiny planet in the vast universe mm-hmm. uh, and and the only life on that planet. Um, so I think that it's an insult. You know, the world, we only know what we know or what was, ever, was put in, you know, Constantine was allowed to put in the canon, and people just take that, that there's nothing else that you can go. But I do believe that. You know, how did we get Nostradamus? How did we get Socrates? Where did all these people come from? Where did their knowledge come from? Mm. You know, living in times where most people couldn't even read. You were considered a scribe if you could write your name, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, what were you think, Todd? Oh, I 100% agree that uh, not only have we been visited, I think that there's aliens living among us. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if I'm an alien, but then I've determined that I'm probably Uh, not. mm. (laughs) I mean, it just, it, it's like, like you said, it's, it's just so to think that we're the only 
populate. It doesn't need to be humanoid. It just population based. Humanoid. I love it. You definitely watch these shows. I watch. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I love that stuff. Um, you, you'd mentioned sci-fi in your fan. Do you prefer Star Wars or Star Trek? I've seen every single Star Trek. Um, and, and the reason why I watch, especially even the original one with, Rod, with um, um, you know, the original, original one. With, with oh, Ro- Ro- uh, Ro- Gene Roddenberry? Yeah, Gene Roddenberry. Because I saw this, I think it was on Ancient Aliens, that he actually had visited NASA or with, and so where, where, where he got some of his ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting when you look at the really old, I think that show was maybe from the 70s, when you watch some of those old shows, of what, how the technology, we have that technology now. So I like sort of comparing, mm-hmm. you know, these old shows, even old Twilight Zones. I think that's probably... Yes. What got me into it, because as a little, 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 little kid, I would sneak it up and turn on the TV when my parents were asleep, and I would watch, like, the Twilight Zone or whatever, you know, yeah. was on, and Great I would just, because they didn't allow me to watch the Twilight Zone, I couldn't watch the Twilight Zone, I couldn't watch Bewitched, I couldn't watch, I mean, there was a list of, I couldn't watch Star Trek, I wasn't allowed to watch certain things because wow. it was anti, um, you know, the Bible. Right, right. And, so, you, and I'm a religious person, you know, I'm just not like some whack I do that, mm-hmm. you know, can't think beyond, you know. Do you get into the, the whole superhero, superpowers stuff, like the X-Men, Avengers? And, no, I haven't. I've watched them only because my best friend will come into my house and she'll make me binge watch them. Right. And so, so I've watched <laughs> them, but there was one, you have to tell me the name of it, that I fell in love with. And it was these characters, and it was called like the Suicide Squad. Yes, and great show. I fell in love with every character. Yeah, so good. You know, yes, I love the Thor. I love the you know all all those. I mean, those were great. The Suicide Squad, I would have to say, is my my all. I only watched it once. It is my favorite. Like no. I'm like totally have a girl crush on that crazy girl. It you was, know, uh, was it Margot Kidder? Uh, that was the one with uh, Will Smith as well, wasn't he? No, the Suicide Squad is is it's more recent. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, although, um, it's, it's these crazy, like, superpower people, like there's a Joker in it. Mm-hmm. The Joker's in it, and there's all these, and they're, and they're all misbehaved, they're all sort of bad people that go and save the world. Right, it's like the superhero team, but it's the super villain team. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. end up saving the world, it, it's crazy. So, you know, I did not like the new Wonder Woman, or uh, Wonder Woman, not Wonder Woman, um, she, uh, what's her name? Um, maybe it was the Wonder Woman, the one she was a French actress. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pregnant. I didn't care for that one that much. You know, everyone's like, women, women power. It's like, yeah, okay. You know, I, I mean, I just didn't like that movie mm-hmm. quite as much. What's yours? I loved Oblivion. Like, Oblivion, it's an older movie. It probably came out 10 years ago. Mm. Um, and it has that Scientologist guy, you know, Tom Cruise in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You watched, oh my God, I loved it. I've probably seen that. I actually bought it. Really? I bought it. Like, uh uh-huh, I've seen it maybe 20 times. (laughs) Because I have an obsessive kind of personality. So if I like something, I will watch it over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. That's Terminator 2 for me. I've seen that movie probably 20 times. Me too. Me too. That one was by far the absolute best. Yeah. 
much better. I can't even see one. It's kind of like aliens with an S versus the first alien. I I forgot there was even an alien because alien, you know, aliens were so fantastic. Much better. It's like like the Godfather and Godfather 2. Godfather 2 is so big, it it literally just overshadows the first. Yeah. yeah. Or, well, now I do have to confess that, you know, it had nothing to do with, like, you know, sci fi or anything, but my second favorite movie is Boondock, Boondock Saints, um, All oh, Saints. Great Day. show. Yeah, great okay. show. So now, that's one of the ones where I get in big debates with people because mm. I saw All Saints Day first, then I watched the original. So I preferred All Saints Day. I mean, to me, there's no comparison. We're diehard people, and I'm, I'm, consider myself a pretty diehard. I too was fantastic, and I heard a rumor that they you know, now it's been I think it was eleven years between the first one and the second one. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to be shooting a third one. Oh, really? Oh, I so, heard that. Yes, that mm-hmm. they all agreed to do it, and I have a poster, <laughs> a poster from um, it's actually. Signed, I'm like so excited. I got a sign. Troy Duffy signed uh, an original poster for me. Nice. And it's huge, and so I have to actually have it framed. So, and yeah, oh, that, I love that. I've seen that movie. I don't know how many times. Wow. I, I count countless times. Back to count. the back to superpowers, real okay. quick. Which superpower would you want to have? Oh. Boy, you know, I mean, you look at these super strength ones, you know, like Thor or like the Hulk, and then all of a sudden they're in a situation where, where they don't have strength, you know, which, made, which makes me crazy. So I think I would just like to be able to be invisible. Mmm. <laughs> fly on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you pick? Uh, I would pick teleportation. De- what? Teleportation. Oh, Oh, like back in time or just within the same no, time? No, just like within the same time. Like right now I could be sitting beside you. Well, maybe you could be. Well, you know? It could be. It just cost me some dough, that's all. No, no, <laughs> I'm saying maybe you could be if you believe in quantum physics. You it, know, we're all connected. Right. And so, you know what, maybe you are. I mean, we're talking on the phone. I mean, what's the distance between... You know, Houston or where you are in Vancouver. Maybe like you are, that. essentially. I like that. You go full time. Like, why not? Just make your body bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, your spirit, and da da and you're right next to me, dude. <laughs> oh, my God, T- I see you. Ties, ties, ties <laughs> are nice to the, to the next question. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on legalized marijuana? It just came to oh, Canada interesting year, question. I, oh, my gosh, I don't want to bore you to tears, but... My mother, little Christian mom, who I talked about, ran the hemp cannabis clinic in Seattle, Washington, before it was legal. Okay. And she didn't want anyone to know, but it was, and at first, um, I've never smoked marijuana in my life, um, just because I'm a control freak, so I can't do anything that makes me not in perfect control. Right. So, um, but all my friends do, and so I just, when they get stupid, I usually just walk out of the room and they don't even notice, you know. Because so. mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. when you start laughing over macaroni salad, you know, then it's time for me to go. <laughs> so, anyway, so my mother, 
runs this clinic. I go and help her out for a month because I reprogram all of their computers. No, I don't reprogram. I recode uh, their computers because they're a mess. They're not tied into um, everything. And at that time, it was only a permitting place. So people would come to get the permit so that if they were stopped, you know, by a police officer, they could, they would actually, you know, have a permit. So it wasn't a, a dispensary, you know, it wasn't a grow place. Um, but this one guy comes in and he gives me each, each week, because it wasn't legal at that time. It wasn't legal. It was legal to have a permit and to carry so much. You couldn't carry more than an ounce on you because it was for personal use. They had certain rules like RCWs, and if, for example, if you smoked in your home, it couldn't be in the line of sight. Like, in other words, if somebody was walking outside of your house, they couldn't, through line of sight, look through your window and see that you were smoking marijuana. So you would have to do it around the corner, go in your bathroom, whatever, mm-hmm. shut your face. So, but I had a preconceived idea that, on, we call it clinic day, which is twice a week, where 200 people would come through. Wow. And I had a preconceived idea that they were going to be held over hippies. <laughs> They're like my parents. Or my parents' era, I should say. Or just people that were stoners and came up with some bullshit reason why they wanted to, you know, wanted to be, get a permit. You know, just because they really didn't have something wrong with them. They just wanted it for recreational purposes. I have migraines. You know, right. Oh, my, my back. And, my back is killing me. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, exactly. Ninety percent of the people that came through there were dying and it was sad so i am a, i am an advocate and a proponent yeah. uh, for marijuana yeah same um and the reason is is because i witnessed these hundreds of people hundreds you know at week after week after week different groups of hundreds of people coming through where i would say as they were leaving goodbye we'll see you next year knowing that they weren't going to be around they were dying Elderly people coming in in such pain, and they would ask us, "What? Where do we go buy it? You know, what do we do now? Do we smoke it? Do we, you know, we use it in a into a tincture? You know, like we would give them some paperwork on how to to do it, but to buy it, that was really difficult. You know, and what do I tell them? Go to some high school and go buy it from some kids. I mean, we weren't allowed to tell them where to buy it." But we go to the smoke pit of the local high yeah. school. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that awful? I, just, I did. I mean, I didn't actually say that to someone, but I was thinking that. You know, right. <laughs> you know, you want the good stuff. Totally. If you, you want gotta, the good stuff. You got to okay, talk so to my, Mike. He's wearing a red ball cap. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so my son, he will kill me for saying this, but I'm not going to say which son. I have three sons. When he was 12 years old, he... Um, I, I get a call, you know, from the police department. And I, I go up to the little police station, and he's in a holding bin, and, you know, and he's 12, he's a little tiny kid. And I said, and the policeman sat me across the desk. He goes, okay, your son was caught with uh, an entire backpack full of, of marijuana rolled up, like, you know, just rolled up little marijuana, you know, to sell. Like, each one was, like, you know, an ounce, and so he would sell it. Mm. And I said, okay. I said, now, what did my son tell you where he got it? He only said he bought it. And he asked my son, so are there any other drug dealers at your school? And my son said, oh, no, I'm the only one. <laughs> so as I take him home, wow. in the car, can I swear on your show? Yeah. Can I say a bad, bad? Okay. You can say whatever so, you like. Okay. So as I'm driving him home, 
by the way, my uncle was in the hair, so, you know, they can do anything to them. But anyway, that's politics, whole nother story. So we, <laughs> as we're driving home, I'm looking over at my little, you know, sweet face, the face of an angel, little freckles across his nose, little boy, and I said, Sunshine, I like that you have that entrepreneurial, you know, thought process in your head. I, I think that that's great. But just, sweet pea, just promise me that you d- won't be a drug dealer because you are too goddamn fucking stupid to be a drug dealer. Okay, babe? <laughs> and he goes, okay, mommy. That was the end of his career. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but nothing, well, I shouldn't say nothing happened. They, he had to have a clear backpack for um, the rest of the school year. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, oh, this is my favorite part. The policeman's across from me, and I said to him, and I said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take it all and just flush it down your toilet. And he's like, ma'am, but we're the police. I, I can't do that. And they said, no, really, you can. Just but I'll just go outside, and then all of it's missing. He's mm. like, we're the police. Like, you're not even supposed to ask me to do that. <laughs> and I went, oh, well, okay. So a day later, somehow it all got missing, so he actually mm. did. You know, Isn't that incredible? Hell, that happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... That, that was nice, because I think that they knew that my kid was just really stupid mm. and had no idea. He just thought it was just selling. Mm. He goes, no, no, no. Yeah. and I asked him, did you make any money? Like, at least, did you make any money? He's like, no, I'm selling it to him for what I got it for. I was like, oh, just stop. Just stop. You're, wow. you're killing me, child. <laughs> this, is, this is not the business for you. you know? <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> right, come up with another career for you. Yeah, probably not a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I have two more two more questions, and thank you again for for taking the time. Well, 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 back up, Todd. What are your feelings? I gotta know on weed. Yeah, oh, 100 percent should have been legalized. Way it should never have been illegal. Okay. ever. Yeah, like yeah, ever. I agree. I agree. Textiles yeah. and the CBD oils and everything. Like it's yeah. Oh, it's, um, it's, yeah. Are you kidding? The stuff that they can make from hemp. I mean, growing weed. I mean, why not just grow male plants? Totally. You know, it's if you have some problem but, with, yeah. you know, no, yeah, the male plants are strong. I mean, whatever, but females, yeah. I, I get it. I, 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 you know, if you asked me this 10 years ago, I don't know what I would have said, but working at this clinic, seeing people that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, really needed it. And it's natural. Why trash your body with synthetic drugs totally. from the pharmaceutical companies yeah. all day long? And, and, and then ultimately die of that. Right. And to suggest that, uh, you know, marijuana is a gateway drug to cocaine and heroin and shit is just stupid. That's just stupid. Yeah. 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 All right. A couple more questions. What's the best dish that you make in the kitchen? Like if you're, if you're okay. having friends over, what, what are you, what are you making to kind of impress? What are you doing? Okay. So what I do is, is I um, go to the store <laughs> and I buy all that pre-made food. I take all that packaging and I hide it. I mean, it goes in the outside garbage and it's all about the presentation. And then I have this <laughs> presentation because I am a meat and potatoes girl. I raised three sons and I call myself the casserole queen. So if I, let's say you were coming over and I didn't feel like I, you know, I need to impress you, Todd. Sorry, but you know, let's say you, <laughs> I would make you like a fantastic, you know, wonderful Swiss 
chicken casserole with you know just mashed potatoes and some steamed vegetables and but but that's sort of how I, I think just from raising you know three boys they just had to have that basic chart you know they had to have their protein and their carbs and their totally you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so no I am not a gourmet all my friends are and they invite me to the house and they eat all their vegan crap. And, um, sorry if you're a vegan. Oh, um, no, not at all. Okay. So, sorry to any vegan out there, but y'all yeah, look no, like not, heroin addicts. I'm you not, know, sorry. I'm, I'm not sorry for any of the vegans listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's um, like they um, look like heroin addicts because they're not getting enough protein. They're not mixing their rice yeah. and their beans to make a complete protein. I mean, just stop with this. You know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> we eat meat. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, but every time I go to the house, and all I have this, it, is, it, it, it looks nice, but it tastes like crap. Mm. I might as well eat my shoe, you know. <laughs> Feel the same way. <laughs> all right, last question. This is an interesting one. I I, I love asking this because it kind of throws people. If you could cast any actress, alive or dead, play you in a film about your movie or about your life, who who do you cast? Oh, probably, I, gosh, nobody, I, I don't like any actresses right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> so probably somebody that, that I think is, like, funny, but I really, maybe Marlena Dietrich, mm-hmm. you know, because she has that accent that, you know, nobody understands her, and she's still, you know, kind of sexy and nobody knows what the hell she's talking about. Yeah. I, I like her. I like her look. I like her style. Usually somebody, but my friends tell me that Frances Farmer, mm. if you look at pictures of Frances Farmer, yeah. I don't know if you know who she is. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. So Frances Farmer and, and I uh, look exactly the same. And so I pull up some pictures of her and I was had my son come over. I said, who do you think this is? He goes, is that you mom? Really? And I'm like, uh, no. So my girlfriend drugged me. There was old movie day and she drugged me to go watch some original, you know, Francis Farmer's movies. And it was actually kind of almost creepy. It was like, okay. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm, just, I think, I'm Googling right now. And yeah, it's, uh, wow. It's uncanny. Hey, so, okay, I'll change it. I'll say Frances Farmer. Because <laughs> she, she looks like you? <laughs> well, yeah. Right. Plus, she was a fine actress. Plus, her wife. And she, I mean, she grew up with an, you know, a crazy family back in the day where there was no due process. Another subject, but yeah. we don't have to talk about that. Yeah. Where there was no due process. You could call up and say, my daughter's insane. And her mom had her institutionalized in... Washington State, you know, they called it, they called it, um, well, we called it Stilicon, but it was the, the crazy, where they put crazy people. Right. Like, because they got in a fight. You could do that. The men would come with the white jackets and haul Francis Farmer away. And they gave her a lobotomy. Wow. And she did some acting jobs after her lobotomy. So I'm going to say pre-lobotomy, Francis Farmer. Yeah, probably not about it. You know, she was actually a muse of uh, Kurt Cobain as well. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Do, uh, do, oh, do a search wow. of that. Yeah, no, he uh, definitely it was, uh, yeah, she she definitely inspired him to, to write. Oh, wow. I was just reading about him in Aberdeen, Washington, where he's from. Mm-hmm. 
and the town of Aberdeen, which is like this mill town where they, you know, it's a logging town and you can buy a house there for like $30,000. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's come as you are is, is their big sign when you go into this town in Washington. Right. Oh, trippy. I didn't yeah. know that. Oh. Yeah, that's cool. But I had no idea that um, his music was Francis Farmer. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right on. Thank you so much, Leslie, for taking the time here to join us. I told you uh, maybe 15, 20 minutes. We're 40 minutes in. Oh, well, I'm a little chatty. Sorry. (laughs) That's fine. I'm totally okay with it. Yeah, we're going. And uh, you're you're (laughs) easy to find on on social media, just your name, Leslie Berkland. It's Leslie Berkland on Facebook and at Leslie Berkland on Twitter yep. and, and, and at Leslie Berkland on Instagram. I have to sort of, you know, step up my old social media a little bit. No, I don't think so at all. Where, 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 do you, where do you think you're most active? Because on Twitter, you're, you're active. You're engaged. You Probably Twitter. Yeah. Probably Twitter. I'm getting, you know, I haven't been kicked off Twitter yet. I anticipate that I will soon, <laughs> or I'll get suspended for something else, I'm sure. All right. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll see you online. The Toddcast Podcast on ToddHancock.ca.